0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All
1: right, I don't want to get ahead of myself because getting ahead of yourself, especially on a day like today, can only end up making you look like an asshole where you got to come out tomorrow and go, hey, sorry. But having said that, it appears, appears, asterisk, that we may have some conclusion and finality to the speaker's race. Appears. Appears. Big asterisk because I have an ass to risk if I get out ahead of this because anything can happen. I'm going to get to that and I want to talk about something very important at the beginning of the show. Something's going on in the Red Sea, the Persian Gulf, Iran, the Arabian Peninsula. Just be careful. Folks, have been raving about Beam Dreams Powder. They're hot cocoa for sleep. It's amazing. Get up to 40% off when you go to shopbeam.com slash Bongino. Get a good night's sleep. And use code, you'd like jump the gun on me. And use code Bongino at checkout. ShopBeam.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout. Big show today. Mike Johnson, who uh, I've known for a while, I think is a pretty good guy. Again, I'll just say in advance, I don't mean it to be rude, but if you just keep in mind that every politician hates you and you just measure outcomes, you'll be okay. and You won't be disappointed. You're laughing because you know it's true. Birch Gold, last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs in their population. <sighs> we don't want that. Central bank digital currencies essentially could allow the government to track every purchase someone makes. Some believe officials could prohibit someone from buying certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all their money. No good. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want physical gold like I have held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, call Birch Gold. I buy gold through Birch Gold because I trust them, B-I-R-C-H. Text Dan, my first name, to 989898. They'll send you a free info kit on gold. You have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer? Birch Gold can help you convert it to an IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Dan to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold because if digital currency becomes a reality, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. Performance may vary. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Message and data rates apply. Joseph, let's go, Daddy Daniel, it is showtime. Yes, sir, it is. Okay, first, it's serious time, okay? We got the 23,000, Initially, you guys are like the diehard. You're in right away at the beginning of the show. That's why I love you to death. You're here early. Now you're going to get the no filter here. Folks, I'm 48 years old. A lot of you are in your 30s and 40s, some 50s or older. You're seasoned. You know what's going on. I want to be very careful right now that you understand my position on these things, although I'm an avid supporter of civilized men over the savage right now, and I think you know this. Uh, I do not think it would be a good idea right now for us to be engaged in yet another war in the Middle East. I say that because as assets, naval assets and other assets we know and don't know about are starting to pile up in the Middle East, I'm sensing again what I sensed before Afghanistan and Iraq, which is a eagerness to get in without an eagerness, eagerness for an actual plan to get out. And I don't want to be unrealistic. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson once said, everybody's a plan until they get punched in the face. I fully understand that a plan doesn't, mean a plan goes awry in a second. But I want to make sure we have some tactical goals. If the goal is to go in there and to, say, wipe out some Iranian oil fields and back out to give them the big double-barreled FU, okay, that's a, I'm not saying okay I agree or disagree. I just told you I'm not sure we should be involved right now militarily given everything going on here in our own domestic problem. However, that's at least something we can debate. And it is something worth debating. If they kill a bunch of American soldiers in the region, probably uh, you're going to see an escalation quite quickly. Folks, we got to be candid, though. I mean, the last few wars in the Middle East have not really worked out well. And I feel like I owe you a position on this. We need to really debate this thing before we go forward. We've spent trillions of dollars in the Middle East and gotten very little in return. And I'm sensing some of the same exact conversations again. And let me say in advance, in the chat, I know a lot of you are going to disagree with me, and that's cool. Put your opinion in there. That's why 36,000 are here now. Let us hear how you feel. I want to see your opinion on it. I'm just telling you, it was a very unpopular position when I ran for office in Congress, when I said, listen, I'm not sure we should be this knee-deep in Iraq or Afghanistan. We really don't seem, what are we, nation-building? Now, nation-building's taking on this kind of like, Oh, you can't say nation building. It's like when other people throw the term neocon out. They don't really mean it. No, I actually mean it. Like, what are we trying to do over there? Ladies and gentlemen, nature abhors a vacuum, hates a vacuum. And if we go over there and knock out and create a political vacuum, well, what's going to happen? I mean, we've had a lot of experience in Iran from the Shah to now. And I just think we've got to be really careful about this. I don't want you ever to mistake my... Absolute support for what's happening right now to uh, the Israelis and the Jews around the world. Absolute support. That's unwaverable. I've seen it. I've looked the demon savage in the face. They are clearly in the wrong here. For a call for us to be all of a sudden involved in another major war in the Middle East. I'm not sure that's the smartest move right now. We gotta be really careful, man. There are real lives at stake, obviously. Yeah, something, you're damn right something's gonna fill that vacuum. And what fills the vacuum may not be what you think it is. You've got a bunch of terror actors in the region. I see, that, gosh, this uh wait, what did you what did you say? I'm looking at the chat here. Yeah, a lot of people you get oh, you guys are getting it. How to slow it down. So many people in the chat. You guys are getting it. We got to be really careful. You know, maybe when I say war, too, I mean a full-blown. We have assets over in the Middle East right now, folks, a lot of them. And my humble experience working with people who are in the know in this theater is that we don't typically move that kind of stuff over there unless the shit's about to go down, to quote Cypress Hill. Just be careful. Be very careful what we... uh You know, I've already seen this. I've seen this thing play out before. And this is what winds up happening. We find ourselves involved in a theater and we have no way out. And then what happens, folks, is politicians then have a vested interest in keeping us there like they did in Iraq forever because you don't want to be the guy who loses the war, i.e. Joe Biden. Who, by the way, I didn't even support us being in Afghanistan, but couldn't have pulled out in any worse of a way. Let's shut down Bagram first. But that's our airfield. I'm Joe Biden. I'm a moron. I'm going to do everything backwards. Did you get the point? Once we're there, it's, listen, here's the takeaway. Folks, please, th- please write this down. Once you get in, it is very politically difficult to get out. For as much as I can't stand Joe Biden and his disastrous pull out of Afghanistan, one of the most disastrous military decisions of all time, the way he did that, empty in Bagram out first, in the middle of the night. What he did in Afghanistan should be a lesson. Once you get in there, it is really hard to get out because you are inevitably going to create a vacuum. Please, God, and I don't use his name in vain, pray, pray for the wisdom of people in power right now because a lot of them don't have it, that we don't rush into something we can't get out of. It's you know America first doesn't mean America only, but it should mean something. We have to take care of our interests. It's critical now. Our interests are, but but the savage wants to kill us too. I want to be clear on that. All right, got that. That's important. I I, you know I've been on my mind for the last few weeks, and I've been just dying to articulate it. And today, with everything going on, we're running out of time. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we may. We may have an end to the chaos. Now, I said to you early and I said to you often, did I not? Judge what Gates and the other seven did. Judge what they did by the outcome. Do not fall in love with politicians. Not Gates, not McCarthy, not Mike Johnson, not Jim Jordan, no one. Don't fall in love with politicians and it's not personal because politicians generally hate you. Doesn't mean they're terrible people. They're just, their incentives are not to like you. Their incentives are to get reelected. That's just a fact. If you're working for a company whose incentive is to produce a product, you want to sell that product, even if people buy your product, when they could have bought a product that was better for them. You get the point? You work for an alcohol company. I drink alcohol once in a while. Is it good for people? No. Then why do you sell it? Because people want it. So your incentives are to hurt people. Essentially. Is it not? But people choose, like me, to voluntarily engage in this type of behavior occasionally as long as they do it responsibly. Politicians have the same incentive to stay in power, not to kiss your ass unless you have money. That's it. My opinion on Mike Johnson, I think he's more conservative than Kevin McCarthy. If, in fact, we get him as speaker today and it holds, you could have a motion to vacate tomorrow and it hold Braveheart style, then yes, I judge it as a success. Simple as that. I don't care. Don't give a shit about the personalities. Not even a little bit. I don't care. I don't want to be taking a victory lap. This guy did. He's great. I don't care. It's not what they did. It's the outcome. All that matters. I've known Mike Johnson for a little while. We're not like best buddies. not like A.M., uh. Uh, you know, people in my neighborhood or my orthodontic friend. And I know some people in Congress a little better than him. I met him a couple of times, seemed like a nice guy. I know his Liberty score and how he votes is pretty decent. I know he's pro-life. And uh I, th- I played this clip on my show a while ago. Here's a little preview of who could be our next speaker. Mike Johnson, he's a lawyer, by the way, and a constitutional one at that. But here was him going after Alejandro Mayorkas, our disastrous DHS secretary, and asking him some simple questions about a free speech case, the Missouri versus Biden case. And the reason I want to show you this clip is not just because Johnson could be the new speaker today. We'll know this by the time you're listening to this later. I'm giving it a 95% chance, maybe higher, that he's the speaker by the end of the day. We'll know basically by the end of the show or by around the end once it's up on the air. Okay, I'm giving it a 95% chance. Johnson's asking Mayorkas about the biggest free speech case of our time, Missouri v. Biden, where the Biden administration is being sued by states for censoring people on Facebook for talking about the election. The Biden team was literally pushing Facebook. We talked about it yesterday to get this content about elections and vaccines off of Facebook, which, of course, is against the First Amendment. And Mayorkas done no squat about it. Johnson knew he had a problem. Here, listen to this.
0: That's specifically detailed in a 155-page court opinion that came out of the federal court in Louisiana in the landmark litigation of Missouri v. Biden. Have you read that court opinion? Uh, Congressman, uh, I have not. And um, the, uh, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency does not censor speech. Okay, well, that's the court found otherwise. And it's really curious to me. Actually, it's quite alarming that you haven't read the opinion. Because your agency is listed in this opinion, the federal court looked at volumes of evidence over months of litigation, and they determined, among other things, that uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs, the states in this case are true. and, And hold on, the preliminary injunction was granted against your agency, sir, and other Biden administration agencies, including the DOJ and FBI. The court said it involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. And you're telling me this opinion issued July 4th has not reached your desk. No one's briefed you on it? Well, I have been briefed on the Missouri litigation. Okay, but you haven't taken the time to read it yet. Congressman. um, No, hold on. Have you read it or not? I I have read parts of it. Oh, parts of it. Did you read the parts where it said that this is Orwellian and dystopian and that your agency is involved in a massive cover-up of specifically conservatives' free speech online? Congressman, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is not involved in such conduct. Okay, well, the court found otherwise. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love the part again don't fall in love with anyone everyone hates you in DC I'm sorry to be so negative but it's true but that's some pretty good stuff uh, Japa to read the part where they said that you guys were censoring people uh, I, I, I didn't read that oh it's only the most important case we've seen for free speech in modern times that directly affects you but you didn't read it you missed it we played that clip on the show Now, one of the guys who dropped out yesterday was Tom Emmer. This is what's, I mean, what sunk him really was probably Donald Trump's uh, true social post saying, Emmer, uh, that they didn't want him. Again, I don't make this personal. I just want to show you quickly a piece of this video. This is what sank this guy. Uh, Emmer, who was the Republican yesterday nominee for the position for speaker before he dropped out, this video surfaced about his support in the national popular vote. It's actually a good time to, I don't want to pile on Emmer today. Again, they all hate us, so it doesn't really matter. But however... Coming out for the national popular vote, in other words, getting rid of the Electoral College for a presidential election and making whoever gets the number of voters, more voters win, is a disastrous decision, completely contradictory to the tried and true principles of federalism. Here was Emmer. This creeped out yesterday. Uh This is just national popular vote project is a disaster. Politicians would never leave New York, Chicago and Los Angeles. Why? That's where all the votes are. You live in. Stewart, Florida. Good luck. You live in, you know, Tuscaloosa. You'll never see a politician again. Here, take a look. This proposal would allow the state of Pennsylvania and my state of Minnesota to say we are going to award our electors to the candidate for president that gets the highest number of popular votes across the country. Article two, section one. It is constitutional. We're not changing the Constitution. I've had the argument made to me, Tom, as a conservative, why would you ever want to support something like national popular vote? All they'd have to do is focus their campaigns on the large urban centers. Last time I checked, the top 50 cities in this country, most populated, dense urban areas, make up less than 20 percent of the popular vote. I I mean, listen, he kind of makes He's not making the point he thinks he's making. The United States, Florida alone, has over 60 counties. So you're suggesting that five of them are one-fifth of the United States, these big cities, and you think that's a point for the popular vote? Guys, am I crazy? Like, that's a mathematical point against it. There are 60 counties plus in Florida alone. You're not making the point you think you're making. Nobody would pay attention to small and mid-sized America ever again. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because he's out. But that essentially, actually, I was going to delete it from the show because he dropped Tom Emory yesterday. Having said that, though, I thought it was a good time to bring this up again because we got a presidential election coming up. And I said, you know what? Keep it in. The national popular vote is a Democrat plot. Not only a Democrat, a far left Democrat plot. Imagine, think about this. Imagine a national popular vote where it's separated by, say, less than a million voters and waiting 6 or 7 days for la to new york to count the votes if you know what i mean before ever, and that would decide the election are you comfortable with that how do the no you're not electoral college folks it's the best of the worst systems all systems are going to have its problems i hear anything about the national popular vote from a republican that is it i'm done with you right away We'll see what happens. I think by the end of the day, I'll have a speaker. And it was not the huge tragedy we thought. However, I'm going to say again, for the people who are thinking about doing this again, I got no problem with you vacating the chair, but you damn well better have a plan next time. This was not the plan. Let's not pretend it was. Okay? Have a plan. Here's my guy. Here's how we're going to whip the votes. You don't whip the votes after. Folks, there's zero interest in getting anyone in there, by the way. Zero interest. Who's not a big government spender? We're going to see what happens with uh, Mike Johnson. Uh, I I really hope we don't get another CR. The government's about to shut down, which is always a dumb expression, uh, soon because of the uh, CR getting ready to expire. I don't want another CR. They're going to say, we don't have enough time. Figure it out. Get the separate budget bills in there. There's zero interest. This is a lucrative revolving door where big government Republicans and big government Democrats both make money off one thing. You know what it is? Folks, Joe, you remember Chuck Ecker, right? Howard County executive. I think he's since passed. Yeah. Chuck Ecker, he ran Howard County in Maryland. I tell a story all the time. I asked him once at an event when I was running for office. I said, Chuck, what's the deal with government? It never stops growing like Republicans, Democrats. We got five county commissioners here in Martin County. They're all Republican. They all voted for a tax hike. Why can't we get them to stop spending? And he said something to me I'll never forget. You know, in the chat, if you heard the story before, he said, there's no power in yes, Dan. You've got to tell people no. What? And you're like, well, that's an argument against spending. No, no, that's not what he meant. What he meant is when you tell someone, no, no, you can't build here government regulatory. What do they do? They come to you with money to lobby you to get to yes. If you tell them yes right away, there's no reason to lobby you. This is why they want someone in the speaker's chair. They'll never give it up. That's going to continue to pass CRs and big government spending bills. All I can hope for is Johnson's a little bit more conservative than McCarthy because that's the best we've got right now. We had Jim Jordan, who I think would have been ideal. But of course, the John Jameses and Anthony Esposito's of the the world uh, shelved it. And I will never forget that. And you shouldn't either. There is no power in yes in government. You tell people no. And then they come to you with money to get to yes. For you to spend not your money, but taxpayer money. That's why it never stops. Well, I want to take a quick break and I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. Folks, this article is going to kick you right in the balls. It's a, well, I hope not. That would kind of hurt. It's a Wall Street Journal article and it'll prove my point that there is big, big money in government regulations and that there is no power in yes in government. There's only power in spending people's money. <laughs> I'm a well hyper day. Had some blackout call. a couple, couple too many cups. Had my field of greens. This, I made a nice concoction this morning with field of greens. Do I, I don't have to read this. I can read it my way, right? It's my read, right? i do whatever I want, right? He's like, I don't know what you're asking me for. Field of greens, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Buy it at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. So this morning, I had a scoop of field. This one, this is not the actual one I have. I have a couple to keep in my fridge too. I drink the wild berry. This is ground up, healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables. I made a cool concoction this morning. I put a little, I put a little curcumin, liquid curcumin, some green tea and two scoops of field of greens. I got to tell you, I felt like a million bucks afterwards. And my little concoction this morning, but this is the key to it. This is my base supplement. If there's one supplement I can't live without, it's this because it's not a supplement. It's just food. It's ground up, healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables. Just look at the nutrition label on the back. You'll see what's in there. Help support. You know, listen, we already know, we already know that healthy nutrition is the way to a good life. And they have a doctor on staff there who designed this to help vital organs like your heart, lung, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season's here, and I trust Field of Greens. Helps me stay healthy and on top of my body, on top of my game. It works fast, too. I think you'll feel better with more energy. I'll bet you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. My kids take it. My wife takes it. Guy takes the lemon-lime. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me. Try Field of Greens. Love this stuff. Try Field of Greens today. And let me get you started with 15% off with your first order. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan and use promo code Dan. That's promo code Dan at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Thanks, Brick House Nutrition. We appreciate it. Okay. Proving my point that they will never get anyone in there who's not a big government spender. This Wall Street Journal article by James Freeman is a killer. Boom time for Beltway Lawyers. Turns out, ladies and gentlemen, that if you're a lawyer with government connections, and guess what? You guessed it, Washington D.C., baby. That if you're a Washington D.C. lawyer, you're commanding huge premiums. Freeman notes, why would that be? By the way, D.C. lawyer with government connections, any idea why that'd be worth something? Gee, got any idea, that? Oh, that Joe, Joe intercepts. I threw the football. Joe just intercepts it right away and brings it home. Joe has a pick six. He says, "Well, Dan, it's kind of close to home. Home what? Home of the swamp. You're damn right." He notes, Freeman, whether one is seeking to capitalize on this hyperactive government or merely to find shelter from its abusive excesses, the incentive has never been greater to hire some of the local help, i.e. D.C. lawyers with government experience. Partner pay across law firms in Washington, D.C. continues to climb, with multi-million dollar compensation packages becoming increasingly common in D.C., recruiters and industry analysts say. "Hmm, wow." What do you think they're paying for, folks? Any ideas? Come on, Gee, get in the game. You're a little slow today. What do you think? What do you think they're paying for? Uh, favors? Access? Not like we've ever seen that before. Oh, look, we have. Look, we have. Gee says, I've got a clip here. It's so crazy. Did you put that in the show without me? He's got a clip of Jim Comer, the Republican who's doing oversight of the Biden crime family. Now you see why DC lawyers with connections in government are getting paid multi-million dollars because they know people in government. They can grease the skids, skid, grease it, skid, grease it, grease it, skid. It's why Joe Biden was so valuable. It's why his son, Hunter, who was a lawyer, commanded upwards of what? fifty dollars to $80,000 a month from a Ukrainian gas company when Joe Biden was the point man on Ukraine in charge of natural gas, and all kinds of other things and U.S. policy towards Ukrainian gas. I'm sure they were paying for his legal skills, just like those boom-time lawyers are. Here's Jim Comer yesterday. They found a check, a $200,000 check, from Jim Biden, who is Joe Biden's brother, written to Joe Biden. Now, of course, the left-wing media say, No evidence! That's weird. No evidence. We have a $200,000 check, and Comer makes a great point. Whether that check is for a loan or not is totally irrelevant. The only thing that matters is Joe Biden's brother Jim seemed to only have access to that money to give it back to Joe because of his connections to Joe. Take a look. Since this thing was marked a loan repayment, you might need to get uh, the president of the United States to turn over those
2: loan
3: documents. Are you looking at that as a possibility?
2: Yes, we've already called for the president uh, to release the terms of the so-called loan that he apparently claims he made to his brother. But look, whether or not he made a loan is irrelevant. What matters is Joe Biden benefited to the tune of $200,000 for this. Either he made a loan to his brother, like they claim, which I don't believe. But let's say they pull something out of their rear end, John, and say they made a loan to his brother for $200,000. His brother could not have paid that loan back without influence peddling the company, That's AmeriCorps right. Health, out of $200,000. We have Jim Biden's bank records, and I can say with 100% confident that uh, he had very little money in that checking account for, for a long time, and the only way he could have paid that back was with that $200,000
1: payment. Folks, it doesn't, so I saw you, I'm reading the chat as you guys are going here. You guys nailed it in the chat. Where's the loan documents, number one? And even if it was a loan, it still doesn't matter. You understand the point Jim Comer's trying to make? Even if Joe Biden, which I don't believe for a second, if I lend Joe Armacost $200,000, right? If I lend it to Joe and then Joe goes and does something illegal and says to some company, hey, I'll mention you on the show if you give me $200,000 and I won't tell Dan and we'll promote your product. It doesn't matter if I'm then read in on it. Hey, Dan, I got to tell you, I couldn't pay back the money. So the only way I can get it back to you is if I do something illegal. And I go, okay, just don't tell me. I'm still in on the scam. It doesn't make a difference if it's a loan. It doesn't matter. It matters zero. You see why I put this Beltway piece in with this? This has been going on for years. And do you see that nothing in the show is by accident? You see why I put it after the speakers race? Why we couldn't have Jim Jordan? Why the Republican Party can't have nice things? Again, I think Johnson's a little bit more conservative than McCarthy, but we should have had Jordan, and we shouldn't have done anything unless we had a plan to get a more conservative guy. I'm not in anybody's... If Johnson screws up tomorrow, he's on the outs too. I don't fall in love with politicians because they're all there to do one thing, make money for themselves. And when you understand that, you won't be disappointed. I need you to get that. Folks, one of the unique benefits of this show is I'm one of the few guys out there who's done all of that. You know, I sound stupid because it sounds self-serving and my apologies in advance. I promise you, if you've met me in person, I'm not an asshole egomaniac. I promise you, if you've met me in person, you know that. I'm a pretty humble guy. I don't, you know, believe my own, I don't snort my own supply, if you know what I mean. Thank you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like that. But I do have a work history that makes me very skeptical of these people. When you're working in the White House for five years and you hear these people talk and then you hear them go on camera and say the exact opposite thing. And then when you're out on campaign details for another seven years as an agent with people running for office who shake hands with the public and go, oh, I love you. That's so immigration's Immigration so great. And then they get in a car and they literally say like, these immigrants are screwing up every they're all phonies, Republicans, Democrats. They are fakes and phonies. I combine that with I ran for office three times with a bunch of money people behind the scenes who come up to you and go, hey, you know, uh, we'll give you some PAC money, but be really nice. Winky, winky, nod, nod if you'd support this. I don't support that. What do you mean? What well, said PAC money? I heard what you said. Fo- See, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. When you live that life, you become so skeptical of these people, but it helps because now you understand. If you come in this with achievable goals and you leave the personal stuff behind, if I'm going on too long, Gee, shut me down. It doesn't matter. If I'm paying Gee to coach a baseball team, and I don't care that Gee gambles and all this other stuff, he's only gonna gamble on the game. And Gee's like drinking on Friday and Saturday nights. I don't. If he's winning baseball games, do you care? You might. A lot of people don't. I'm telling you, all you need to care about is the wins. These guys all hate you, and they all suck. Keep your eye on the W's. Stay away from the personality. I love Gates. I love McCarthy. I love Johnson. I love no, we—they don't love you back. They don't love you back. The Biden case should be prima facie evidence. These people are in it for money and for influence. That is it. All right. I want to get to this Trump case in a second. Why? This is exactly was the shows again laid out in a reason. It's 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 step down. For a reason today. This precise thing I'm just telling you about with these swamp, with these swampies. That's the reason Trump was such a threat. Again, I'm not falling in love with Trump or anyone else either. I'm simply telling you that the people who are able to buy people off knew Trump was a threat because why in the chat? Why do you think Trump was a threat in the buying off politician money game? Yes, yes, because he was already rich and he was already one of the most famous people in the world. That's why they hate this guy so much. I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to show you something damning from playbook and a video as to why these people are really all over this guy. So uh, uh, quick our last sponsor, Blackout Coffee. What do you think, folks? Yes or no in the chat? Are there sniffs left in this bag? No way, right? This bag is like six months old. It's like we've already sniffed this bag a thousand times. Hello. Is it sniff for you? I know. We must take the whole studio down. Oh, is it? a Gee, you got sniffs left? Here, throw it back. Let me see. Nice. I even caught that one. Second sniff. Blackout coffee, folks. It's the best. Stop giving your money. (laughs) The chat's going. (laughs) I love that I incorporate you guys into reads, too. You guys are great. I love this company. The guy who owns it's a great guy. He loves two things. He loves the country, and he loves coffee. He's not one of these crazy liberal guys. He's a proud, proud lover of America, and he's open about it. It's a coffee company 100% committed to conservative values. From sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support or shipping. Blackout Coffee has an incredible work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise on taste or quality. Do me a favor. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch the other guys. It's a coffee I drink. Had a few cups today, as you can probably tell. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Or use coupon code BONGINO for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Blackout Coffee. You know we love you. Uh, Our last sponsor today, Trust and Will. We build up our lives with bright moments of joy, pride, and success. However you define those moments, securing your future should be part of the journey. Traditional estate planning can cost thousands of dollars. Those one-size-fits-all templates, by the way, they may not capture all the important details of the life you've built. With Trust and Will, you can protect your legacy from the comfort of your home starting at just $159. Trust and will gives you the peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure. From maintaining control of your assets to easing the burden on your loved ones, an estate plan can ensure your family stays prepared and protected. Trust and will has simplified the process of creating and managing your will or trust online from finding out what's right for your family to finalizing documents with a notary, help loved ones avoid lengthy and expensive legal proceedings or having the state decide what happens to your assets. Trust and will has earned an overall rating of excellent with thousands of five-star reviews on TrustPilot. Hundreds of thousands of families and counting have used their expertise for estate planning. Gain peace of mind today with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash Bongino. Do it today. Don't take a chance. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash Bongino. Thank you. We appreciate it. Okay. Getting back to this. So I told you in the beginning, they're never going to get a non-big spender in the speaker spot, neither Democrat or Republican. I told you, second, these people all hate you. It's okay when we understand it. We just measure them by results. People in DC make money off selling access. Trump's a threat because he didn't need the money. That's why they're going after Trump. Now, I saw this in Politico this morning. The Politico Playbook, which is the left-wing Bible, did a whole thing on potentially new speaker uh, Mike Johnson. Well, again, it was a nice guy to me. I'm not, I don't get into like the personal stuff. Either way, I don't like him or dislike him, okay? But I noticed this about three quarters of the way down on playbook. There's a rumor out there that Mark Meadows, uh, President Trump's uh, former chief of staff, that Mark Meadows may be testifying against Donald Trump. Whether he is or isn't, I have no idea. I don't I just don't know. I suspect that that's not the case. However, uh, Mark Meadows has always, always been uh, dealt with me on the level. But Meadows, it says, reportedly told investigators that he's never heard Donald Trump explicitly acknowledge that he lost the election. Folks, this is a serious time, okay? This is one of those times I need you to put down what you're doing and pay close attention. I don't mean that in a rude kind of condescending way. I mean it because it's important. The entire case around Donald Trump and the alleged January 6th insurrection that he, quote, instigated or whatever it may be, the entire case is built about this is, is uh, built about, around this one thing. You ready? It's built around Jack Smith and the special tyrant's office claiming Donald Trump knew he lost and said otherwise to basically grift money from people to keep this process going. Do you understand that? I know it sounds like a simple point where you're like, oh, I don't, why would you say something so, so, you know, so matter of fact, of course that's the case. No, you don't understand. That's their entire case. Because if Donald Trump's legitimate opinion, meaning it was legitimately his opinion, whether it turned out to be legitimate or not, you can't prove a counterfactual. But if he honestly believed that he'd lost the election and fought like hell to get it back, not only is there no criminal case, there may be a criminal case against the special tyrant's office for an an, an illicit prosecution against Donald Trump. My point is they are going around trying to hunt for people, getting people to flip that are desperate, and they're desperate now, whether it's Georgia or Jack Smith's case in D.C. They are desperate to get people to say, I heard Donald Trump say he lost the election. Folks, I'm telling you, I am, I'm not dropping names. You know, I don't do that. I don't give a shit. Sorry. I just like reading you in the chat. That's why I keep looking over it. I don't want you to think I'm distracted. Ever, it's you guys, you're up there and you're up here. So I split my time. Folks, I'm, I'm, I have had dinner and been around Donald Trump and spoken to him on the phone, maybe five, 10 times. We're not best buddies. We don't have coffee together. I don't golf with them. However, at you know meetings and some dinners and stuff, I've run into him. We've had a couple of private dinners and we've chatted. The election has come up three, four times. I'm telling you with absolute certainty. Looking you in the camera, in the eyeballs right now. Anyone telling you Donald Trump, you can fight him all you want. You're allowed your opinion. Anyone telling you Donald Trump thinks he lost the election is absolutely full of shit, folks. I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. I've, I've, i i have i Anyone telling you that is absolutely full of shit. You may not agree with him. You may think he lost. You may think he won. We obviously can't prove the counterfactual now. We know the election in 2020 was absolutely rigged through the media, the Pennsylvania process. That's not not even a question. And anyone who uses the term election denier immediately laugh in their face. There's no such thing as an election denier. No one's denying an election. We just have questions about the election that happened. Donald Trump absolutely believes that that thing was stolen and that he won. He does not believe he lost that election at all. Did I say that right? I just want to be, he absolutely believes he was cheated. I will go to the grave. I will bet you my entire show, my livelihood, everything on it. In my opinion, talking to him personally, there is absolutely zero chance he thinks he lost. And again, this is why he's such a threat to them. He's a threat to them because he's one of the most known name ID figures in the world with essentially an endless pool of money. Say he's worth a billion or two billion. Ladies and gentlemen, a billion is a lot of money. Okay, you can spend one hundred million dollars ten times. It's a lot of money, meaning he doesn't need their money and he doesn't need their influence. This is why the Joe Bidens of the world and the big spending swampy Republicans and Democrats in D.C. really want this guy out. There is nothing they'd like more than to see this guy go away. And that's why stuff like this drives them crazy. When culture figures like this director, David Mehmet, if I'm saying his name wrong for you, I'm not a Hollywood guy at all. But this guy's a, you know, a Hollywood guy. Now he's 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 taken a lot of conservative positions, but he came out the other day and the left one absolutely nuts. And he stated the obvious, just like uh, Chamath. Hapitaya, the former liberal billionaire who I played for you last week. It was like, Hey man, it's time to be honest. Like the world was just a better place under Donald Trump. Here, listen to this.
3: Thanksgiving's coming up. When your kids come home from college, don't send them back. Stop funding anti-Semitic hatred and calling it, oh it's a good place to meet people. Because for a Jew to send his or her son or daughter to these elite institutions because they're going to make connections is the same thing as putting their daughter in a brothel because they're going to meet powerful men there. It doesn't make sense and we're going to have to assert ourselves rather than pretending we're talking to Franklin Roosevelt who sent Jews back to die in the gas chambers and wouldn't interdict the Holocaust? He's dead. He did nothing for the Jews. The liberals have never done anything for the Jews. The only person who ever did anything for the Jews was Trump. And he brought peace to the Middle East. And liberal Jews are saying, Oh, I don't like this Trump. It's time to stop putting our head in the sand, and it's time to let stop people pushing on their back and, and telling us it's raining. <laughs>
1: They hate that. That's why this guy, you know, it, 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 they'll they'll lose their minds. He's absolutely correct. Colleges hate your kids. And the only president who's done jack squat for the Jews is Donald Trump. It's just true. They were told for years, don't move the embassy. They'll never be peace with Bahrain and UAE without the Palestinian crisis being solved. Donald Trump was like, ah, I don't believe any of you bullshitters. I'm going to do my own thing. You know who told people that for years? Lobbyists being paid on both sides to advance their position. Whoever had more money or more influence got there. So Donald Trump didn't care. He just did his own thing. That doesn't mean the hysteria and the bullshit's going to stop on the left. This is one of the most hilarious clips I've ever seen. Folks, again, shows laid out this way for a reason. One of the biggest grifters I have ever heard about my life. we have I don't think we've ever met. But I have heard nothing but genuinely awful. I don't say this out of any disdain for the woman. I don't know her. Her name is Nicole Wallace. She has a show on MSNBC. I don't know her personally. I'm telling you again for a fact, swearing to you, that people who know this woman, you're, you're, you may find as big a grifter, but you're never going to find a bigger one. This woman will say anything for a paycheck. She used to be a Republican consultant on a number of losing campaigns she was known for giving terrible advice and being awfully misguided every time. So then she went over MSNBC and got a show and just again, we'll say whatever, as long as it checks cash. Here she is saying the exact opposite thing about Donald Trump, despite the facts Mehmet just put out there being absolutely clear. Trump did, in fact, move the embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv and did, in fact, sign a bunch of normalization agreements with a bunch of Middle Eastern countries in Israel, and there was no invasion by the demon savages. This is a
4: fact. Here, listen to this. Trump celebrated Hezbollah, called them, quote, very smart. Um, It's the first time she's sort of made an appearance since some of this new reporting has come out, John Carl had some of it and, and we had it here here um, when that first broke. Um, and it's the first time that I think a broad coalition of Americans realizes that if Donald Trump were president right now, the world would be a much, much more dangerous place with the Middle East on a on a hair trigger, um, with threats of violence at home, with Jewish American communities, with Muslim American communities terrified right now. The country probably couldn't handle a Trump presidency, wherein his own chief of staff described him as, quote, the most damaged human being he'd ever seen. And a couple of defense secretaries were out the door for cause, for things they saw that gave them concern about U.S. national security. How do you assess this moment again about 12 months ahead of another presidential election?
1: Yeah, there, You are never going to see a more apropos clip for a show like today. What did I tell you in the beginning? Don't fall in love with politicians. Trump, Mike Johnson, no one. Fall in love with outcomes. Trump had great outcomes. That's indisputable. Whether you like him personally is your own drama. That's your own thing. I don't care. I'm not trying to date him or marry him. Nicole Wallace is so lost in the personality of Donald Trump that she's got a panel of the biggest liars you're ever going to see who worked in the government, who produced horrendous outcomes, as she's talking about outcomes, she supposedly agreed with when she was a Republican that she now claims are the worst thing ever. Do you see that panel? It's Grifter Nicole Wallace, one of the biggest losers you've ever seen. Oh, look at that. You did that quick. I think that's Mary McCormick. That's definitely Andrew Weissman, one of the biggest proponents of the PP hoax. And then Peter Stroke, FBI adulterer, the, uh, responsible with Lisa Page for the entire Russia hoax investigation. Did, oh, dude, this is a Dude. Come on, it's at least you got it. That's at least the matter of fact. Put another one because there were three of them. It's actually three. It's not a triple mutley, folks. So, because that's rare. So, folks in the chat, it's actually three individual mutleys back to back. One. We well, yeah, Someone sent me another Muttley. the other. Day. So it wasn't it. Who goes the backup mutley? Yeah, this is the original. We are right. Is he in the bathroom? Oh, you found the way. Give me the other mutley. This is three. This is a, Look at that. See, one hand. Look at that. That's a three. This is three actual individual Mutt. Look at it. Muttley's in the chat everywhere. All right. It wasn't actually a triple Muttley, but it's kind of worthy of a triple Muttley. But then we would have to do nine and that would be a lot. She's on a panel with Peter Stroke, Andrew Weissman. And I'm pretty sure I was Mary McCormick. I, I, my, my vision's not that great anymore. And Nicole Wallace, a grifter, talking about how awful Donald Trump is, despite the fact that he actually produced outcomes while these guys in their job in the FBI who were, and the DOJ were supposed to produce outcomes, had a lie to produce an outcome that was fake. One at a time. Wait, wait. One, ooh, hit the light. Over the light. Joe, man. Joe's like Jerry Rice out there. You believe this shit? These people are unreal. This is what's going on. This is like what we have to deal with. Now you see why they hate Trump so much. You know, I was gonna play it. Don't play that, Hillary. I was gonna. Did you see? Do you want to? Do you guys in the chat? I'll leave it up to you. You want me to play this? Yes or if, if you want to see. It. Did you see Hillary Clinton loser loser marbles yesterday? When Hillary Clinton, who again supposed to be another one outcome based, look at me. I'm Hillary Clinton. I'm in the Democrat. I'm such a serious person. Donald Trump's such a loser. Some guy asks, gets up in an event, asks a simple question about warmongering Joe Biden, and Hillary Clinton lost her marbles. You want to hear? Yeah. All right. All right. What the hell? You got your show. All right, Just play, play
4: it quick. We'll cut it off. Yeah, Because, they are because our president is not speaking for the American people, and well, neither are you. that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Yes, that's my but, opinion. But, well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. Now we're going to turn to people who are on I'm the not front i working speaking. on behalf of human it. rights. I'm going to exercise my free speech. But until, it's until, not, until it's not free speech when this. you are disrupting yes, everybody it is. else's opportunity to speech. This is free speech,
1: everyone. This
4: is free speech.
1: That is not free speech. This is people t- cr- constructing narratives that are openly hypocritical. I'm sorry. You, the, the
4: incredible hypocrisy. You know, you maybe you John could John actually. Dulles
2: went with Eleanor Roosevelt to bring this declaration of the rights
4: of man. John Foster Dulles was involved with the CIA. Oh, yeah. Well, you're brilliant in your oh, historical yes. Yes, uh, cherry you. picking.
1: The- Notice how everyone on the stage, you guys pick up on this. Everyone on the stage is calm except uh, Hill's. Hills is losing her marbles. And in case you're wondering, I don't know if I told this story before, the politician I was talking about before, who again pretends to love illegal immigration and all this stuff and so sympathetic and then got back in the car, proceeded to bash illegal immigrants. uh, You just saw her on, there she is right there. So cringy, man, such a loser. And she built her her entire political reputation as like a protester. She can't even handle a basic question. (laughs) What a loser. Hey, one more thing on Trump before we move on, because listen, man, Anthony Blinken's selling you a fairy tale in the State Department, and we're not having it on this show. Folks, I am extremely skeptical of the polling, anything that has to do with Donald Trump. Folks in the chat, you follow the polls on Donald Trump? Just let me know, because if you have from 2015 until now, It's a long time. It's 2023. We're talking about almost eight years of polling. That's roughly when he jumped in, late 2015, 2016. There were some rumors. The polls on Donald Trump have one thing in common. You know what they are? They have always been wrong. I'm hearing now amongst really educated, smart people who, and I mean like actual educated, smart people. I don't mean like stupid, smart people. They're like, Dan, I'm really worried about RFK. RFK is going to pull more from Trump than he is from Biden. Folks, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Just the News put an article out the other day. Trump leads four-way race with Biden, RFK Jr., and Cornel West. Yeah, of course he does. Folks, here's my reasoning. Donald Trump has a loyal 40% of the country. They're not going anywhere. I wish it were higher, but it's about 40%. I'm not telling you you can't get 47, 48, 49, even 50. He's polled higher than 40%. I'm telling you the 40% aren't going anywhere. In other words, for liberals who can't do math, four out of 10 people are Donald Trump, ride or die, baby. You understand? Joe Biden, RFK, and Cornel West, and Marianne Williamson, the other declared candidates, none of them have anywhere close to 40%. So if just the people right now, if the race were held today, forget about the fact that RFK Jr. is an absolute liberal on guns on abortion, on everything. If just today you held the race, Donald Trump wins. Because he's got the most. Folks, there are no runoffs in the presidential race. If Donald Trump gets 40 and Joe Biden gets 33, and you do the math, RFK gets 10, Cornell West gets two, whatever it is, Donald Trump wins. It's not a majority wins. It's 270 electoral votes. If he can cobble together about 40% of the vote and win the 270 electoral votes, which is going to happen because that trend is going to follow in most of the states, especially the conservative ones, which he's got already locked up. It's over. The race is over. That I, I don't buy it. I do not buy this RFK thing one bit. I'm telling you, I think it's a Democrat plot. Uh, you know, to try and get this guy out of the race by saying he's going to hurt Trump because they know it hurts them. I don't believe it one bit. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't buy it. I never believe the polls on Donald Trump ever. This poll, any other poll. I am not, there's no Trump supporter I know that's leaving to vote for RFK. None. However, there are a ton of Biden people who would leave in a second. All right, I want to do this segment last because it's the most important. I opened up talking about war, how we have to be really, really careful, folks. Doesn't mean our nation should get kicked in the balls all day and do nothing. We have a military for a reason. However, those military men and women are our sons and daughters. We don't send them off to battle because we get pissed off because we got a bug in our ass. We send them the battle because we think it's going to advance the interests of the United States, respecting the fact that their lives are at risk and not ours. It's easy for me to call for war right here. I'm sitting at a freaking desk. I'm 48 years old. The chances of them drafting me are very low. I have to be an apocalypse. It's easy for me to go, go get them, kill everyone. I'm not doing it. How fair is that? It's not fair at all. Now, sometimes hard decisions have to be made. But there's some other hard decisions we have to make, too. Ladies and gentlemen, this may cause some controversy, but I have to say it because it's absolutely true. There will be no two-state solution. There will be no two-state solution. He put up the Hamas Charter first. Folks, let me ask you something. If the United States, let's say North America was North America, there was no United States, there was just us in Canada and what we called canadian territory because it wasn't a country they had a charter that said the people south of us will exist and will continue to exist until we obliterate them just as we obliterated others before you think there'd be a you think there'd be a two state solution canada and the united states i'm just throwing that out there <laughs> sounds like he's like i don't think there would be sounds like that would be a problem gee sounds would be an issue right We Just a tad hostile. We will kill you down south as we've killed everyone before you. Well, I mean, that's the actual Hamas charter. Folks, there will be no two-state solution. The only way this conflict in the Middle East is going to stop is with absolute victory and total surrender. If you don't want to hear it, you don't want to hear it, but I'm telling you it's true. It was Tony Blinken at the UN just the other day. Again, advocating for a two-state solution, which ain't ever going to happen. Take a listen. The only
0: road to lasting peace and security in the region, the only way to break out of the horrific cycle of violence, is through two states for two peoples. As President Biden has underscored from day one, Palestinians deserve equal measures of security, of freedom, of justice, of opportunity, of dignity. And Palestinians have a right to self-determination and a status of their own. Now. We have no illusions about how hard it will be to achieve a two-state solution. But as President Biden has said, we cannot give up on peace. Indeed, it's precisely in the darkest moments, like this one, that we have to fight the hardest to preserve an alternative path.
1: You know, I'm really sorry if you fell for that. I get it. A lot of you have different opinions on this entire generational conflict that's gone on. You're perfectly entitled to them. I'm a big believer in big R, God-given rights to speech, petition, to assemble in favor of your cause. I'm just telling you generational conflicts like this and one way and one way only, with the total destruction on one side. I wish that weren't the case. I don't want war. I just said that. I don't want death of innocent Jews or Palestinians. Innocent. Bad guys. You got to go. Having said that, if you think there's the, that that's what the Palestinians are interested in, a two-stage solution, you're insane. You're insane. Just read their own. I just put on the screen their own charter. That's not my words. It's their words. Here, you can see it again. These aren't my words. These are their actual words. Oh, but Dan, they don't represent the Palestinians. Actually, they do. They were voted into office in 2006 with nearly 60% of the vote. Their approval weighting in Gaza is consistently high. They actually do represent a good chunk of Palestinians. Not all, but a good chunk of them. So that, that argument doesn't hold water either. The reason I'm talking about this today is there's an interesting article yesterday in the Wall Street Journal by Jerome Marcus. It's a tough one to read, but he's absolutely right. Israel needs unconditional surrender from Hamas. The Jewish state's goal in Gaza should be the same as the Allies in Germany after World War II. You know, its history provides an example of what Israel should do. The end of World War II, the Allies' goal was clear. The Third Reich must agree to unconditional surrender. The Allies' demand of Germany should be the model for Israel now. Absolutely unconditional surrender. Folks, anyone telling you otherwise is living in a fairy tale land. You know, I wanted to end the show like I began. Don't fall in love with people. Leaders here, leaders in Israel, leaders in PLO, Hamas, don't fall in love with, fall in love with outcome. If your outcome is so-called peace in the Middle East, you have to ask yourself, if you really wanted peace, why do you keep starting war? And one side initiated this, and they made a critical mistake. They started a war, they have zero capability to finish. They can extend it, but they have no capability to finish it. They have no tactical capability to finish off Israel. However, Israel has the tactical capability to finish them off. I'm sorry to be the one to inform you, but the idea that there's going to be a peaceful Palestinian state alongside a peaceful Israeli state is a fairy tale you were told as a kid by a bunch of people who are not Donald Trump, who are getting paid by lobbyists to pitch this fairy tale because there's money in lobbying for the two-state solution. There is no such thing. Absolute, unconditional surrender is the, is the only way. Again, you want to hear otherwise, there are a number of other shows and hosts, I'm sure I'll tell you otherwise. I live in the world, ladies and gentlemen, as it is. I don't live in the world as it should be. And by the way, it turns out a lot of Jewish Americans are living in that world too. Put that New York Post article. I just want to leave with this. Jewish Americans are flocking to learn gun safety and buy firearms amid the war in Israel. I live in the same world, folks. I live in the world that is, not the world I want, the world that is. And in the world you live in, Hamas and those folks over there who support them need to be conquered. And that's it. There is no middle ground or you'll be dealing with this forever. All right, folks, I got a bunch of book signings coming up. Hey, I got an announcement today. How about Texas? You guys, uh, anyone close to Grapevine, Texas in the chat? Write it down. It's on my uh, social media accounts. Grapevine, Texas, November 17th. Book signing for my new book, The Gift of Failure. November 17th, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. local. That's at Books a Million. 3,000 Grapevine Mills Parkway, November 17th, 2 to 4. Folks, uh, we haven't had less than 400 people at a book signing yet. So we'll be announcing another one coming up. We've got New Jersey, Grapevine. I got another Texas one I'll be announcing in the next couple of days. So. If you want the details, it's on my uh, Instagram, my True Social, Twitter, and Facebook. November 17th, 2 to 4 p.m. And check out Police State tonight. It's the last night in theaters. PoliceStateFilm.net. Been setting the internet on fire. PoliceStateFilm.net. There's still some tickets left for tonight's showing in theaters. The movie's amazing. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Good to see you in the chat early today. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Good to talk to you. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan
2: Bongino Show.